The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Ronnie K and Sean Drotar with you. And today on the podcast, going to talk the NFL draft and the first five picks starting to take shape or are they who the Broncos, at least who we think they should pick and who we think they will pick. And certainly some questions regarding some of these prospects as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft. But first our friends at tap 14, 1920 Blake street, of course, right? Uh, hop, skip and a jump from Coors field opening day this week, uh, should be fun for the Rockies there. And then of course the 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits and chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally American Alpine fair. It's just fantastic. Go on over there. The terrific rooftop views as we get into spring summertime, it's going to be gorgeous. And then of course, check out brunch Saturdays and Sundays, 10 to two. Be sure to check them out on the web. Spell out 14 for me. Tap 14.com. That's tap 14.com. Sean, the draft. It's getting closer and closer. It is finally getting closer. It, it seems like it's going to take forever, and there's still a ways to go, too. But uh, we are getting closer, and things are starting to crystallize. The teams are starting to meet with uh, respective quarterbacks. The, the Broncos will be meeting with Sam Darnold later this week. So as we get closer and closer, everyone's starting to do, the, do their due diligence now. We're getting really into the uh, the nitty-gritty of the draft is, itself. Is that really what it is with the Broncos meeting with Darnold? Just doing your homework just in case a just scenario in case, comes down? Really, there's almost no scenario in which yeah. Darnold falls to five. But uh, you might as well. I mean, you're looking at quarterbacks anyway. You've been looking at all the ones among the top. You can use either Darnold to compare some of the guys you've already seen, sure. or you can take a look at him for yourself just in case, who knows, things get wacky. And speaking of Sam Darnold, uh, the latest mock draft released by Charlie Cashley, of course, a former GM in the NFL on NFL.com, has Sam Darnold number one to the Browns. And we're going to kind of follow this mock draft uh, for our discussion today and then use these availabilities because I think a lot of these picks seem like they make a lot of sense. He has Sam Darnold, number one to the Browns, Saquon Barkley, number two to the Giants. I don't think there's any situation where Barkley falls to the Broncos, right? Not at five. I don't think so. No, I don't think they, I don't think they can get him at five. I think they probably have to trade up to four to do that. Number three, he is Josh Rosen, the quarterback out of UCLA, of course, who was, uh, has been in the news lately, uh, going to the Jets. Bradley Chubb at number four, the fine uh, pass rusher out of NC State, the uh, defensive end. And then at five, he actually is the Broncos trading out. But let's talk about the first four picks. If there was a guy to trade up for and mortgage the future, of those four guys, who are you picking? Well, I, and to my mind, I, do, I don't necessarily think Saquon Barkley is going to go number two, but that's the guy I'd like to see in a Broncos uniform because I think he makes the most immediate impact. When you have these players in the draft and you're looking for guys at the high levels of the draft, top five picks, uh, yes, you want to look for need. You always do. In the NFL draft, you always look for need to a certain extent, but you also want to look for impact. Sure. Guys are going to make a difference this year. To my mind, given the fact that they have gotten the offensive line a little bit better, they added Jared Valdir. Now you have Case Keenum, a quarterback. You still have your wide receivers there in Thomas and Sanders, hoping to get a little bit better tight end play out of hopefully Jake Button. They may add somebody too, but to me, that means that Saquon Barkley is the most explosive the guy that you can add to the offense and get them at least 
slightly caught up to the defense on the Broncos, which would make them a far better team, right? Now they were just lagging behind everybody because of a lack of explosiveness. Well, and I've always felt a running back makes the offensive line play a little bit better. You've got guys now coming into the box because you actually have a threat on the ground, and that opens those one-on-one situations. And I'm not saying that uh, Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders are elite wide receivers by any means, but they're still pretty darn good wide receivers. And they're, they're not guys, very short of the elite Yeah, if they not. can win those one-on-one battles. And certainly, I, I agree with you, it would make that most immediate impact. But it, it, I, I don't know if that's somebody you want to mortgage the future for. Because don't you got to mortgage the future to get up high enough to get Saquon Barkley? I, I actually think Saquon Barkley myself, I think he's going to be there at four. And that's where I think the Broncos would have to trade up. I think they could do that because it's with the Browns. The Browns, if they are willing to make the deal, they know they'll be able to get whoever else they want because they'll only move down one spot. So if you had the option to mortgage the future for a guy like Sam Darnold, yay or nay, which Ooh, not? I, I think the expense is too much. I think Sam Darnold's the first pick in this draft, and I don't think if you're Denver you need to leap up that high. Then it becomes a really, really big jump. All right. So, of course, uh, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14. Now, Casually has the Broncos trading out. It's interesting because I think the number two pick with the Giants is where a lot of this is going to start to fall dominoes. We expect Sam Darnold to be the number one pick. But then from there, it could go a multitude of ways. Now, for the Broncos, we're going to talk about who we think they will pick at five based on who we likely think will be available. And... Who particularly maybe I think we would prefer that they have? And I think you kind of tipped your hand with at least who you want, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. Barkley would be the guy for me. I think that's the the player that they should pick. I think if they have to trade up one spot to do it, I think it's doable, and I think they should. But uh, the idea the Broncos may trade down, that's also very realistic. But I think with the opportunity there to get an impact guy at five, and we really haven't gone too far beyond a lot of the quarterbacks except for Barkley. You know, you have Bradley Chubb there. You have... Uh, Quentin Nelson, you have Minka Fitzpatrick, you have Denzel Ward. There's so many other ways that the Broncos could go that are the best guys at their position in this draft. So they don't necessarily have to reach. I would prefer that they don't trade out of that spot. But uh, to my mind, yeah, Barkley's the guy I think you try to go get. And the guy I think they will end up with is probably Quentin Nelson because they want to protect their investment in Case Keenum. And uh, now all of a sudden, if you put Quentin Nelson easily plugs in at the right guard spot, Uh, You now have the offensive line become one of the stronger units on the team, going left to right, going with Bowles, Leary, Paradis, Nelson, and then Veldier. All of a sudden, the Broncos' offensive line is at least no longer some sort of uh, emergency situation where you're always plugging the holes in the dam. I want a quarterback named Sam or Rosen. I won't say Josh because I know there's another Josh out there that maybe not so much. Uh, Look, I I agree with you. I do not want to see Denver trade out of this top five pick because this is this is the opportunity to get a player that we talk about seven years from now. We've talked about this in past podcasts, talking about how Von Miller was that guy. You know, we still talk about Von Miller today being a, a incredible impact player, going to be a future hall of famer. I'm not saying the guy they pick at five will be a future hall of famer, but you got to hit on somebody that we talk about in the future. And to me, it's always been this way. It's quarterback or bust. You have a quarterback and you have to get to the quarterback. Those are my two priorities. So I actually have a little bit of a side, kind of a, a side love for Bradley Chubb. Of course, that pass rusher at NC State. I just, I, you can't have enough pass rushers in my mind. Uh, and that is going to be a guy who 
should be available towards more the three, four range that potentially you could trade up one pick for. Uh, now he could be gone at two. Of course, the Giants. I, I think he is one of the options at two for the Giants. The Giants are the wild card in this whole thing because yeah. they could go for Barkley, they could go for Chubb, they could conceivably even go for Nelson, or they could go for any of the quarterbacks they wanted because Eli Manning's 37 years old. What the Giants do will really make the next six to seven picks unfold, but that's the one spot where you don't know where they're where they're going. You know the Browns have to go quarterback number one. You sure. know that the Jets don't trade up to the third spot to go pick a guard. Uh, they're going quarterback with the number three pick. So, you know, one and three are quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, four won't be a quarterback if Cleveland keeps it because they'll have picked it at one. So it really is the Giants, and the Giants really stand between the Broncos and everybody else when it comes to planning out the draft. I've got that pit in my stomach, though, as well with you. Uh, or maybe this isn't so much a, a bad feeling in your eyes, but I'll get your thoughts. It, it feels like Nelson is their guy. It, it just feels like it. And I get the shoring up the offensive line and, and maybe it does become a strength, but I, I go back to that piece I wrote a couple weeks ago on guards and selecting them high and, and maybe it is a good pick and maybe it pans out to be the first pick in 20 years where a guard in the top 10 actually pans out. I, I just, it feels like to me there's lost value there. Like you, you know, maybe you can't get somebody at that position that is that impactful unless you pick him that high. I still don't know if that makes it the right pick. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. It's I, just, I think there is something, I think there is something to that because. Like I, I talked about, I think when you're drafting that high, you need to get an impactful guy. And it's not that Nelson wouldn't be impactful. He looks like he's going to be a 10-year a starter in this He's got to be a future Hall of Famer to validate yeah, that I, pick. And the funny right? thing is, he might be. I mean, there's multiple scouts are sure. saying this is the best guy they've ever scouted at the interior offensive but line that's position. what they said about so, Leonard Davis in 2001. Right. So that that's the concern. And, and I think the Broncos can get better at guard without having to necessarily pick at five. I think there are going to be other options later. You you could trade back into the lower first round and maybe get someone like a Will Hernandez. You might be able to do something like that and still upgrade at that position. So uh, to my mind, that's that's why I really don't want them to go after Nelson, though it has really nothing to do with Nelson. It just has to do with picking a guard that high in the draft when you have to find a way to make your offense more explosive. And Nelson helps with that a bit. But it doesn't completely open the playbook. It just means that they'll be a little more efficient at running the things they were already going to call anyway. So let's talk about the Broncos at five in the situation where Quentin Nelson is gone. Saquon Barkley, your guy, is gone. And they're faced with really two scenarios. Oh, no, trading down or a quarterback. They'll take Josh Allen if that happens. You know that's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, no. You know that's what's going to happen. If, if Barkley's gone, if Nelson's gone, they'll thing. take Josh Allen. It's a bad thing. Is it accurate? He's a terribly inaccurate quarterback. Guys who come into the league with accuracy like Josh Allen's don't pan out in the league. I, they, I know you get wrapped up in the athleticism. I get that. And the Broncos, by the way, do that. They did it with Brock Osweiler. They did it with Paxton Lynch. 0 for 2 there. They'd make another mistake if they did it with Josh Allen. But I think uh, John Elway, if he's shown anything when he talks about quarterbacks, he likes the physical tools. He likes the athleticism. And I think Allen, if he falls to five, and none of the other guys that they wanted were gone, in that case, Nelson and Barkley are both gone, I think he'd just be too tempting to pass up, unfortunately. Well, maybe Charlie Casserly of NFL.com agrees with you because he has, in his latest mock draft, the Broncos trading out of the five pick 
bypassing on the opportunity to select Josh Allen. He is the Denver Broncos trading out with Buffalo. Of course, Buffalo has those two first-round picks. He is Buffalo taking the quarterback out of Wyoming. But interesting selections here. And I want to I want to throw this scenario out at you okay. because he has the Broncos taking Rokon Swift. Uh, so if they trade Swift, down, they go to twelve and twenty. They go to twelve and twenty two. The okay. linebacker out of Georgia. No, I don't have a problem with that. And then they also have him taking Christian Kirk. No, the wide receiver out of Texas A and M. We've been talking about how the Broncos need a wide receiver. They do how that third option. What do you think of this scenario? He's the third now, option. I, I don't like it as a first rounder. No. That's that's at that point in the in the draft. I would rather go get a lineman. Something like that would be helpful. So, like a guard. Yeah, that's like, fine. Okay, exactly. I think that'd be just fine. But uh, I don't mind the idea of them if they're trading down to go ahead and grab someone like Roquan Smith. That doesn't bother me at all. Because it shores up a, a weakness that is of Denver's. Yeah. Well, there's and, no depth behind uh, Brandon Marshall and Todd Davis at all yeah. on the inside. The outside linebackers, there's some op- opportunities there, but. Uh, on the inside, no, there's really no one left. So you've got to get some depth. But this also means no quarterback? Uh, no I don't think v- the Broncos are going to go quarterback. I really don't. Uh, John always talked about being in win-now mode. And if that's the case, you don't grab a guy who you know is going to be a backup all year if everything goes right. I don't think they'll do it. That doesn't mean I don't think they should do it, but I think they, I don't think they will. Not at this point. Call your shot for me. Sean, two names in this NFL draft that you think are absolute studs, bona fide, all pros. We will talk about them in six years as guys who will be absolute impact players in this. Regardless of position. Regardless of position. If you want to name a kicker, go for it. I, I'd be I would very say, impressed if you could yeah, name any kicker. <laughs> I would say Barkley and Nelson. I think are the two closest things to sure bets. That 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 they're they're so then why floor not take Nelson is at so five? small. Well, and that's that's the question. It's not one where you could look at it and say what a horrible horrible pick because you're talking about a guy that's an instant starter on your team. So there there is an impact there. So I think that's why in the end that's who the Broncos are going to end up with for that exact reason. I think because he's the, maybe the safest pick. He's one you can use immediately. He would start. So, yeah, I think that's that's the guy in the end that, at least at the moment, that's who I think is going to have it. I have Josh Rosen as one of mine, uh, and it's a shame that this second guy isn't really a massive need. I think Denzel Ward's going to be a terrific player. Uh, corner out of Ohio State yeah. who is a playmaker and he has those good instincts that you just can't teach as a corner you know sometimes those corners are physical specimens but they just don't they just don't have that feel of right. the position and Denzel Ward is just one of those really talented ones uh, that I really really like and I, I do think Sam Darnold uh, could be the guy to turn around Cleveland who knows? Uh, I think it's more of a, a guessing game, I think, with the majority of these guys, at least for uh, ourselves. It's the uh, Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to check out Tap 14 on the web. Spell out 14 for us, tap14.com. That's tap14.com. So you think this draft essentially hinges on number two, and then... I do. That's it. it and then, it, then we'll find out. Then we'll find out. Are you confident in the Broncos front office that... When things get chaotic on draft night, that they could pick and select the right talent. I think based so. On they, given the the top maybe eight players, quite frankly, the only one to me that looks like a a, a basically a, a close to 
a better than 50-50 chance that that's a bust is Josh Allen. I think Baker Mayfield also has some potential to be the bust as well. But otherwise, when you're looking at a Nelson, when you're looking at Chubb, when you're looking at Ward, when you're looking at some of those guys, uh, they're not going to be busts. They may not turn out to be stars, but they're not going to be busts. And so I, I do think the Broncos are going to come up with a very good player as long as they don't get tempted by the tools again and pick Josh Allen. Well, it's that physical abilities. It's those traits. He's got a big arm. He can throw it 80 yards. Kyle Bowler had You don't a big want arm. that in the Mile High City? Did you remember Kyle Bowler prior to the draft all those years ago <laughs> throwing the ball through the field goal post from his knees at the 50, and then everybody going crazy, and then the Ravens picking him at, at, at 10, and then everyone basically uh, wondering why that ever happened? Yeah, well... History repeats if you don't learn the lessons. All right. Well, you can follow Sean on Twitter for more of those takes. Sean, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at SDrotar, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. You can also find me every morning on Mile High Sports Radio, seven to nine weekdays with my co-host Nate Lundy and TJ Carpenter. Absolutely. And, of course, you can find archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at MileHighSports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Any final thoughts on the draft as we close this podcast? Oh, we're getting closer. In fact, there's only, let's see how many we, we have. Tuesdays Less than a Friday. month, right? So we, I think we only have a couple podcasts left, and then we'll be talking about who they drafted. So yeah. uh, that'll be a lot of fun. The thing to keep an eye out for the, the Broncos fans is uh, listen to the rumblings coming out of the Giants camp and listen to see if the Broncos are uh, list, taking the phone calls on a possible trade because I think they're interested, and I think they should be open for business. I think if you're a team that finished with five or fewer wins, you need to listen to everything and every option that's posed to you before you make some sort of final decision. I don't know. It's... <laughs> It feels like it would be a, it would be a real feels bad if they traded out. I don't know. That's just my my thinking. I I think they need to get that guy who gives that tremendous value to them immediately. But we'll see how the cards play out. And of course, we will be following that. You can check it out on the web. Written content from myself as well as Sean at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com in the Broncos Blitz Podcast Archives, located at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. 